Audio. This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I am sitting in the Feral Audio Lounge. It is full of wood and it feels like everyone should always be drinking a martini in here. So it is a beautiful <laughs> place that I feel at home in. I've got a great guest. He is a comedian, a podcaster, and also even a musician, Joe DeRosa. Hi. So Joe, uh, this music thing, I, I, I know your comedy a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen clips and I believe we follow each other on Twitter. Yes. Uh, so I've seen your tweets and enjoyed them. But then Thank I was you. Uh, checking out Wikipedia and, and making sure I understood a little bit more of your backstory. Sure. And I saw the whole musician thing. What's that about? Uh, I don't really do it much anymore. But uh, okay. it was, you know, as when I, I when I, I did music before I did comedy. So okay. it was kind of something that I did uh, for a little while uh, here and there while I also did comedy. And I released a couple EPs on Bandcamp last year. Uh, under the name uh, Demon Riot, and um, I don't know. It's just it just becomes a thing after a while where I still enjoy it, but it's too much focus. Yeah, and I don't like right now. I'm not saying I'll never do it again, but right now I just I just got to a point where I was like, I have to really focus on like my comedy career. Okay. Um. So I got I just locked in a little harder on stand up and um. Uh, journalistic writing. I'm trying to do more of that. Oh, okay. Writing for Penthouse for a little while now, and I'd like to be continually expanding there, and you know, uh, trying to sell some ideas and stuff. Okay. And it just just became a thing where there wasn't much room for it. Yeah. For it anymore, you know. Did you originally do it just because it was like a passion, and you didn't want to give yeah. up either of your passions between comedy and music? Well, I always wanted to be a musician when I was younger, okay. and I got into comedy because I got tired of the the headaches of being a musician. <laughs> and, you know, uh, when I was in high school and in college, um, it wasn't really a time where it was easy to, to do it on a solo, yeah. in a solo uh, capacity uh, like it is now. So, I, you know, a lot of it was just not wanting to work with other people anymore. Okay. <laughs> uh, which I've also experienced in comedy. Uh, <laughs> Me as well. Where yeah, I've worked in some writing rooms, and sometimes it's a great experience. Sometimes I want to jump out the fucking window. So I was like, you know, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, I don't want a boss. Yeah, I didn't get into this to have a boss. I'm gonna rock in my room alone with a computer. Yeah, man, exactly. The world, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm not a big people guy. Okay. <laughs> I like right. being social with yeah. the right people, but yeah. you know, most of the time when I hear people talking and stuff, it makes me. Physically ill. <laughs> we'll see if we can get through this podcast without. Yeah, yeah you know, this vomit. is nice. Like okay. a one-on-one like this. Yeah. Like, I wish, I wish. This is actually great. Like, this gives me an idea because I wish all. Uh, con- I wish you could do conversations and interactions the way you can do online dating, where it's like. <laughs> I'd like to have a conversation today about what? About video games. Sounds good. That's great. Let's meet at this coffee place and we'll talk about that. Uh, but, you know. Yeah, that's kind of what podcasts are. You know, but some, well, some of them. Good ones like this one are. Yeah. But I don't do a lot of... Uh, I have two podcasts and I don't listen to my own <laughs> podcasts and I don't do a lot of podcasts because I, I, I'm, I'm astounded at how many podcasts are just... The, the the idea that people think other people want to just hear them just talk yeah. without any point or purpose or course in the discussion 
Yeah. That's it, crazy to me. Like, it's like, have a point, you know? Yeah. I think it used to be like a point of pride. And I, I think maybe we're moving beyond it. Uh, right. That I, but I, so many people used to say to me, like, oh, my man, my podcast is crazy because we don't plan anything. We just sit down, we talk for like three hours. And like, yeah. Yeah, that was crazy when podcasts were brand new. Right. There's There were no boundaries. But now it's like, yes, <laughs> tighten it up. Well, also, too, like, that's a skill. That's not a skill in podcasting. That's a, that's a, well, the ice machine just went off. <laughs> that's a skill in radio. Yeah. You know, because people are, you're, you're being put into theoretically a pretty well paying position. Uh, and, and there's an automatic audience. And it's like, if you're able to go in and be like, yeah, we do three hours every day, we don't, really plan we're just good we yeah. know how to do radio then i'm like well that's impressive man and people want to keep listening yeah G- god bless like that's that's impressive but to be like yeah man we don't plan shit <laughs> and then we put it on itunes <laughs> and uh you know 43 people downloaded it i'm yeah. like you know it's, it's just late it's like dumb yeah not absolutely. that i break my back for my podcast but we at least have a a point. Yeah, I have notes, so oh. I at least have an attempt at focus. Yeah, well, you're doing this, you know, this Tom Snyder style thing, <laughs> which I think right. is cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and this is a very Tom Snyder vibe. So uh, at the risk it of is. being a hypocrite, uh, let's get focused. Let's talk about your obsession. Now, sure. all I know is that you sent me collecting video game consoles. Yes. So is this truly about... I assume it has to be about playing because they're video games. But is it also this obsession truly about I want one of every console ever made? It's it's becoming more like that. Okay. It didn't start that way. It started with me getting um, an Intellivision uh, that was basically new in the box. But I've had a <laughs> I've spent I spent a hundred bucks to get the Intellivision. Okay. Uh, and the description was pretty, pretty much new in the box, and uh, and it it did it came it looked new in the box yeah. when I got it. It was it was it was all boxed up, and to get something like that for a hundred bucks that also included Burger Time uh, was pretty great. Um, and and that's a tough deal to come by, so that's where it started. But I just bought that because it was a nostalgia thing. Yeah, I wanted to go back and play games that I played as a kid. We had an Intellivision. Before an Atari, okay. So I was an, I was much more I identified much more as an Intellivision kid than an Atari kid, uh, and I thought it was a really great system. Uh, you know, it was the first system that well, maybe not the first, but it had speaking capability. And, okay, you know, it, it just had better graphics and whatever. And it's still like a few years before the NES, right? Oh yeah, yeah. This is it's probably nineteen eighty, eighty. Okay, nineteen eighty, like somewhere in there, eighty <laughs> two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I think very... I got my NES in 85. Yeah, that sounds so this right. is probably around 82, 83, somewhere in there. So I, I just I bought one on eBay just out of the sheer interest in uh, in, in reliving some like childhood memories. And then that was a learning experience in and of itself. I spent three times, 
the amount of money uh, that I spent on the actual console trying to get it to work. <laughs> oh, so it was pretty much like new in the box. It didn't actually work? Well, I just didn't realize when I bought it, like, oh, yeah, like things didn't hook up the same back then. And right. you can't just plug one of these things into an HD television and all that stuff. So there was a lot of that, and I just never even thought about any of that. So there was a so that led to me buying um, a VCR uh, because I realized you could I read online you could hook it up through a VCR and I was like okay well I'll get a VCR uh, at a thrift store for like fifteen bucks and I did and uh, that kind of you know uh, put some extra icing on this whole nostalgia trip I yeah. was on. Because then I was like, I should start buying some old VHS horror tapes and stuff. And like, I started thinking of ways that I wanted to use the VCR. Okay. And that started another collection. <laughs> but anyway, the VCR and, and Intellivision combo kind of got me off and running in the direction. And then I bought a ColecoVision flashback, which also is not hooked up right now, along with the Intellivision, um, for different reasons. But I bought that because I was like, wow, the ColecoVision actually... I never played that. That actually had better graphics than the Intellivision. Okay. So I was like, let me check that out. And I was going to buy an actual ColecoVision, but they're very big. How how physically large is it? They're pretty large. They're they're big, clunky systems, okay. and they're not very pretty. Like uh, VCR size? Like old VCR okay. size, yeah. So, um, you know, the, Intelli- the original Intellivision has wood grain on it, like the Atari. I got the Intellivision 2, which is pretty compact, and okay. it's just a little white box very well designed, but the, the ColecoVisions that I've seen, I mean, maybe I'm just looking at the wrong ColecoVisions, but the ones that I saw at that time were, were pretty big. So I bought the Flashback, which is a mistake because those third-party Flashback consoles suck. Okay. Um, and you've got this ColecoVision hooked up now, or have you ever played this one? Or is, I is played it, it a couple times, but it's it's a shitty... It's not shitty, but it's like, yeah. you know, it's it's... It's 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 an idea of the thing you actually want. You yeah. know what I mean? So, so the thing that so then eventually I got it an NES Classic, and I got it hacked to include every Nintendo game ever. Okay, and that is really when like the ball started rolling for me because okay. that is when I was finally because I'd been playing these emulators and I'd been playing this in television that wasn't working properly. Really, and I was playing this ColecoVision that wasn't made by actually made by Coleco. And, you <laughs> okay. Know. But when I got the NES Classic, and it was actually made by Nintendo, and I was playing the game again on a hardware, a piece of hardware that where it was working properly, yeah. and playing the way it was supposed to be playing, that's when like the full rush came back, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is awesome!" and uh, and that was it. Like I, then I got off and running, and I started buying consoles. And uh, it, it's it's becoming more and more an obsession about not necessarily owning every console, yeah. but I, I certainly have a curiosity about every console. I watch a ton of uh, video game uh, channels on uh, YouTube. Okay. I watch like Lord Carnage and Cinemassacre and uh Snopes Game Room and The Last Gamer and uh <laughs> Metal Jesus Rocks, you know. And I I really look into like okay, well there here's a console I've never seen before. Ma- mainly Lord Carnage Classic Game Room like he really reviews some f- fucking whacked out consoles that I've never even heard of. Yeah. So when I when I watch the video, there's always that 
anxiety of like, am I going to have to go buy this? <laughs> because there's be a good awesome. chance, you know? Yeah. Um, but thankfully, some of them I'm just like, I don't need the Pong yeah. console. You or... know what that experience is. Yeah, so... So is the hunt right now then, I mean, that makes so much sense to me that you want the physical experience of what that felt like yeah. to have that controller in your hand, the way it clicks, the way it moves, and mm -hmm. then to have the actual response on the screen. Is a big part of the hunt finding ones that actually work and aren't janky? Yeah. Yeah, that's part of it. Um, finding ones that work, uh, finding ones that work that don't look like shit. Okay, because it is about the aesthetic of the actual thing. Too. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to, like I got an Atari 2600 recently and I bought it off a kid on eBay. Yeah. It, it's amazing. Like, he took super good care of it. It looks brand new. When you say a kid, is it like a 28-year-old? or, or I think like he was actual... about six years old. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He'd fallen on some hard times. He had to sell off his, so his, his belongings. No, I, I, I assumed, I mean, I say kid because I assume nobody is like me and 40 doing this, but I'm very wrong. Yes. There's, most people are my age doing this. Uh, but he, he sent me this thing. It was, you know... It's always like, okay, well, this is 20 bucks more than that one, but you also look how much better it looks. Or yeah. this is 40 bucks more, but this guy offers a return for 14 days. Okay. I won't buy from anybody on. I try not to buy online if I can avoid it, but I won't buy from anybody online that doesn't offer return. Okay, so. Because these things might not work. Yeah. You know? I was going to ask you about going to do the physical thing, because that yeah. seems to me so much what this is about is going back to physical media. Yeah. Uh, or a different kind of physical media. Uh, yes. It's about the consoles. And, it, like, I've collected records in the past. I still collect mm -hmm. action figures. And some of that is about going to the place and the excitement of finding it physically in the yeah, world. absolutely. So I'm trying to picture my mind, and it's to me it's just like the junk shop in the Gremlins. But where do you go now where you like can go to a physical place and buy old video game consoles? Uh, well, there's a lot of places, actually, in, in Los Angeles, so okay. I'm very lucky. Uh, but um, And this, by the way, just as on a side note, this all started for me with collecting other media. Okay. I collect records cassette tapes okay uh cds blu-ray dvds vhs tapes books sort of but um you know i don't they don't count those in the same way yeah so i'm a big i'm a media file okay. so this is this is the latest extension of that process for yeah. me um but there are a lot of stores here in la game realms is great and burbank uh game dude in north hollywood <laughs> is uh <laughs> Pretty mind blowing. Okay. Um, they're both great stores. They're in different ways. They're both fantastic stores. Game Dude is a little more rough around the edges. Yeah, but it's something it, that sounds charming to me about that. Like it should be a little. I don't know. It's got a little more of a warehouse feel to it. It's not a warehouse, but it feels a little more like a warehouse. Yeah. It's a little more of a. So it's, it's a great shop. Everything's in great shape, but the aesthetic of the store itself, it's a little more of like a of, of a pawn shop vibe to it. Yeah. Uh, which is really cool, and and I've gotten great stuff there. Game Realms is a much sl more uh, sleeker store, but um, but it's incredible. And the guy that owns that place has every he's got a showroom in the back. Nice uh, with like not every console, but many of the most popular consoles all hooked up where you can test games out and stuff. Okay, and they're all his consoles from when he was a kid. 
Oh, wow. And they're in mint condition, and he's got them in these plexiglass cases. And they're both really, really great stores. So I like those two spots a lot. And there's a ton of other spots. They're just a little too far, so I don't ever okay. feel like driving. Um, but, you know, Game Realms, I don't know how often they do this, but I went to it last week. They did a video game swap meet in their courtyard. Oh. And that was awesome what was the age in general demographic range guys in their 30s and (laughs) 40s okay i didn't really see too many people younger than that um but it was and and women too it wasn't just dudes but um but it was more dudes than women um but uh it was it was amazing like it was just it was like this basically flea market and all anybody was selling was video games that's awesome so you you started by playing games that you'd played in your youth, and yeah. that nostalgia thing makes perfect sense to me. I'm curious about the phenomenon or the feeling of playing games that you missed out on. Like, um, yeah, yeah. I just uh, recorded an episode uh, of this podcast about Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, yeah. And I was just not the right age to watch it. Right. I watched an episode, and I had this weird sort of almost anti-nostalgia of, I wish I had watched that and been yeah. a part of it. And I can still watch it now, but it's not going to be the same experience as when it was the thing. No, I went through that with that show, too. Okay. And the same with Goosebumps. Yeah. Because I was too old for those when they came out. And, uh, and you know, I, my show growing up was Tales from the Dark Side That was and Tales from the Crypt, yeah. too. And those are obviously much, much more intense than yeah. Are You Afraid of the Dark? But by the time Are You Afraid of the Dark came out, I was a little too old to, to watch a scary show on Nickelodeon. Um, and I actually went back recently and started like watching some of them. Okay, and cool. I was like, the th- I felt the same way. I was like, man, I would have really enjoyed this. <laughs> yeah. And there is something weirdly comforting about watching it now that still takes me back in some weird way, even though I never watched it. I can't explain it. Does but... it take you back to like an imaginary time? Do you like imagine like, hey, what if sixteen year old me was able to watch this, or what if whatever old you know in the nineties you actually were was like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still watching this kids show. Who cares? I think that I think the aesthetic of it just reminds me of childhood. Yeah, in some capacity. Okay. You know, even if it is reminding me of being 15 or something. Okay. It's still a simpler time. Yeah. <laughs> is that the same effect of the video games? If you're like, look at I, there is, you know, I'm not running around trying to find body armor. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll, I don't oh, have oh, to ab- jump ab- through any cutscenes and just. Absolutely. I always say that um, the reason I love these uh, older machines, uh, mm-hmm. even playing games that I never played, I've got games at home that I had never even heard of, <laughs> you know, that I still haven't even played. Like, yeah. you know, uh, you know, so it's it's I always say it puts it put the arc, it puts the arcade back into it again. Yeah. You know, the arcade. I'm 40. The arcade was a very special thing when I was a kid. Uh, it was a gigantic novelty. It was kind of like a mini trip to Disney World. Like yeah. where you could kind of get lost in this in this room with $5, which was like a fortune. Yeah. And uh and just kind of fantasize and go to this other world or whatever. And um I remember being sad when that went away. Like I I was in college probably when the arcades really started to 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 become extinct. Yeah. You know, I fought I fought for a while against the newer consoles because I was like, you know, they had things I loved on them, um, but a lot of what they offered, I was like, well, fuck that, man. Like, I don't want to fucking 
live in this 3D world and like you know it just it wasn't what I wanted you yeah know? you want to just dip into a quick flashy world have an engagement and like uh, do you ever feel like with the more modern games and modern consoles like just like uh, this list of things I have to do in this open world game just makes me feel like life like well, yeah, I gotta yeah, go. I no, gotta get yeah. herbs. I gotta cook. I gotta fish. Like shit. Yeah, I don't. I don't play a lot of the modern game. I play some modern games. Like I'm gonna. Like I'm super excited for Star Wars Battlefront Two. Yeah. Um, because I've always wanted a first person campaign of Star Wars, and that was one of the games I really. That's one of the reasons I got an, an N64 when they came out was because they had Shadows of the Empire. Yeah. And that was. You know, so they had stuff like that that was pretty mind blowing to me, and I loved that. I realized, oh, you couldn't do this in an arcade; it's too involved. Yeah. But when it went past that, I wasn't quite as interested. But yeah, a lot of the newer stuff. You know, it's funny. Like, I'll probably get. I have a Nintendo Switch. I'll probably get Elder Scrolls Five. Okay. For Nintendo Switch, when that comes out, because that'll be a great game to play on five-hour flights. Okay. <laughs> and when I'm stuck in a hotel room. Yeah. Because it'll be it'll be so time consuming, um, because I have to travel a lot for stand up. But when I'm home, I have no interest in a game like yeah. that. And I never I played the original for a little while when it first came out, for a little while, and then I ditched it because I was like, this is too much, man. Like this isn't relaxing to me. Like I need to, I want to tune in. My favorite Xbox 360 game was Ninja Gaiden Two. I don't know that one. It wasn't immensely. It didn't get immensely great reviews. Yeah. But it was super bloody, and you're a ninja, <laughs> and you run through levels cutting people and werewolves to pieces. Okay. And I was like, yes, this is what I want to do after the, the long day. Yeah, I, you want catharsis, not yeah. a list of things to do. And like, exactly. I, I'm not against open world games. I'm, I'm playing the Breath of the Wild because I'm a big uh, Zelda fan. But there is a little bit of like, you know, I get neurotic about life choices in my real life, and now yeah. I'm getting like neurotic about like, if I cook with this particular meat, then I'll have to go hunt again. It's just more shit I got to do. Whereas I think I fell in love with video games after a stressful day, like coming home right. from Kinko's and setting up some literal things called meat bots in Perfect Dark and performing murder. Which yeah, is yeah, not healthy, but it was, <laughs> but it felt so at the time. The uh, the uh, did you ever watch Peep Show? No, it's it's one of my favorite sitcoms ever of all time. It's a show from England. Uh, with Mitchell and Webb, who are a comedy okay. team over there, and they're very, very funny. But uh, I watched a thing recently with Mitchell, who I think is the dark-haired one, but he was just playing video games on some internet show. Yeah. And it was like a shooting game or whatever. <laughs> but he goes, uh, <laughs> he goes, this is great for the youth. Massive sprees of unadulterated <laughs> violence with surely no future consequence. <laughs> Yeah, it was really funny. Uh, but, uh, uh, I, I I tried Breath of the Wild. Okay, Do you know, and my friend Scott Moran was the one that was like, "You got to get a Switch," because Scott and I are like video game pals. Okay, he's like, "You got to get a Switch," and I was like, "All right," because I didn't care at first with the Switch. I was yeah. like, "I don't know," but then when I realized, oh, it's the ultimate handheld, that's when I was like, "Oh, I want to get that." Yeah, and because, that works well. Yeah, so. So and I love it for that reason. Uh, I lo I've 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 plugged it in once to the TV. I only play it as a handheld, okay. and it, it I love it. It's great. But I finally cracked down and got Breath of the Wild because he's like, I'm telling you, it's amazing. And I played it for about a week or two, and I was just like, Fuck this, man! Like <laughs> this is. 
it was so much walking. Yeah. <laughs> it was so much walking. And I didn't like that your weapons kept breaking. Yeah, that that's real stressful. really bothered me after a while. Like, I was like, let me at least... Give me one constant in this game. Yeah. If I have to wander aimlessly and try to figure everything out, whatever, the very least you could do is give me a sword that I can count on. Because when when the weapons keep breaking, then it's not, then even that part of it isn't fun anymore. Yeah. So I felt like with, at least with Elder Scrolls and stuff like that, you could get some reliable equipment and at least have fun, like, fighting the skeletons in the caves and, you know, whatever. Yeah. E- e- even if everything else took some other more thinking and time or whatever. But Breath of the Wild, I felt like they didn't even give you that. Yeah. And then when the puzzles... I don't know if you're playing it handheld or not, but a lot of the puzzles started to be like, you had to move the fucking... Oh, yeah. I, did, til- I've, I haven't gotten very far, and I, I have one tilter. I did one tilter. There, that that annoyed me. Yeah, I'm sitting on a plane, like <laughs> trying not to hit the person next to me, tilting the goddamn thing. So the worst things on planes, people yeah, tilting yeah. switches and babies, right? Yeah, yeah. But you know, I, I I'm also I've never been good at the Zelda games, so that's okay. probably got a lot to do with it too. Yeah. But um, but yeah, man, like I I like you know I have a Galaga cabinet in my apartment. Okay. What is it, a Galaga cabinet? What does that mean? It's a stand, you know. It's an old arcade cabinet. Oh, oh, the the, it's the arcade, machine. Yeah. yeah. Okay, the actual machine. So I actually got a mini cabinet, which is nice because they at one point they made miniature cabinets, meaning it's still a stand up, and you stand at it and you play it, and it still has a nice big screen, but the cabinet itself is significantly smaller. Okay. So it fits very nicely in an apartment and doesn't look crazy. Yeah. Uh, so I have a Galaga cabinet, and it's got a card in it with sixty games on it. So. Um, and all the games are, you know, it's Galaga, Gyrus, uh, Juno First, Frogger, all the Donkey Kongs, all the, okay, the Pac-Mans. Classics. Yeah, and it's like, it's great because those are games, I don't think I, I don't think I would ever buy a cabinet of like the X-Men side-scrolling beat-em-up. Yeah. Because it'd be like, well, once you beat it, who cares? You know, yeah. like how often are you going to want to play that machine? I like this machine because it's 60 games that you can play sort of endlessly to just try to beat your own score. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's no getting to the end. There's no really completing the mission on a lot of them. Exactly. So I like that. That's what I mean when I say, like, these old games to me kind of put the arcade back into it for me, like, where a lot of it is just, like, how good are you against yourself? Okay. A lot of it's, like, golf to me, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Which I don't play, but... uh, But Yeah, but the golf, everybody who loves it always says that it's this... It's a competition, but it's really calming and meditative in a way. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know... So, you talked about the magic of arcades, and I I agree Mm -hmm. with you. When I was young, I would go to arcades every once in a while, but more often than not, my parents would take us to a pizza place, Mm -hmm. and the pizza's like, hey, yeah, it's great, I'm a kid, I like pizza. But it's really about, while we're waiting for the pizza, I get to lose quickly at Miss Pac-Man. It's the most thrilling thing that happens to me all week. Yeah. There's that magic there. So now when you walk into your own home... Do you feel like you were walking into the magic of an arcade between that cabinet and all these different games you can play of all these different <laughs> eras? Um, a little bit. I mean, not really, but a little bit. Oh, I always said that one of the perks of being a grown-up was that I could I could have, like, the toys I want. Yeah. Which sounds so stupid when you say it that way, but sorry. But, I literally um, have the toys I wanted, so yeah. Yeah, so it's like, well, yeah, like, I... 
I'm literally going to go buy another Luke Skywalker action figure when we're done recording. So I totally the understand. La- the Last Jedi yeah. one? Nice, nice. I uh, Can you find them now? Because I know He's they were very hard. a little bit more uh, findable. I found one in the wild without actually going on the internet, which was my goal. Oh, my that's goal. nice. Well, I should have said, I aspire. I'm going to stop at Toys R Us. Uh, so I aspire to find another Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. I always, every time, I go to Target a lot to get shit for the house or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, or the apartment. And uh, I... Uh, I can't ever not walk down the Star Wars aisle. Oh yeah, uh, and the DVD sec, you know, yeah. the DVD section because they're always having like these crazy sales. Like things are like five bucks yeah. or whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, a little bit, but like you know, the, you know, my thing is is like you know, it's uh, I'm I'm single. Okay, I don't have kids. It's like you know, man. Like I I don't really have a lot of. I mean, I have to. I have financial responsibilities. Right. But, you know, like, I don't know. I'm kind of enjoying <laughs> yeah. of spending money on a child, spending money on these video yeah. games. I think we're at this fascinating point in our culture where, like, I think people uh, of all ages still kind of make the joke of, like, oh, man, I'm an adult and I look at this dumb shit I bought. Yeah. But at the same time, video games, movies, everything, it's becoming so much more integrated into our culture. Yeah. It's uh, everything that we kind of joke about being a, like a dumb thing that we're wasting our time on, which is still a funny joke to me as somebody who does it. But at the same time, it's like that. this is what moves our entire environment or our entire uh, economy. Right. And our culture. It's yeah. how we tell stories. We tell them in video games. We tell them in movies. And yeah, they're big, dumb capitalist explosion machines a lot of the time. But they are also our culture and how we tell stories. Yeah, and I think that the I think that the classic games um again bring this kind of relief from this horrid culture we live in. Yeah. You know, that's the other thing about modern video games, you know, it's it's there's so much online to it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just tired of that, man. It's like why does everything have to be online? Why does every app I use ask to use my location? Yeah. What the fuck does that have to do with me <laughs> buying uh, uh, or me looking at reviews of exercise equipment or something. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's just like, I, I just don't, I don't understand, you know? So th- the old games are a nice little escape from that to yeah. me because there is no, you, we can't log on to the network and there is no, well, did you go to, into this forum and, and, you know, and rank your score amongst the greats and the, the, the world and all that, you know, yeah. there's none of that. It's, it's just you, you know, against yourself. Yeah, and it was. It used to be, you know. Okay, you. you do you want to prove that you have the high score on Pac Man? You better set up a video camera. Yeah, and record you doing it, or you know, take some Polaroids or whatever the screen. You know, and it's like, it's just a different time. Yeah, you know, like, and I'm not saying like, oh, I want to go back to that time. I appreciate the internet, and I appreciate, uh, you know, the fact that I can rent Wonder Woman in ten seconds off from my couch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. I appreciate all that shit, it's, and I utilize it, but I also don't think that every single part of our lives has to be tied into it. You yeah. Know? And it's why I still go to record stores. It's like why I'll still spend five bucks more on the vinyl at Amoeba Yeah, uh, a lot of the time than I will on Amazon, you know. Uh, but I also buy shit on Amazon. So it's like I, I get both. Yeah. But I just don't... I just don't think that they all. It all has to be one way or the other. Yeah. Know? So it would be like a nightmare to you if physical consoles disappeared, right? Because I don't think they're going to. But I can see a different reality where we'd move to. Everybody has a television. 
and you buy you know your unique controller, but the games are just online. So there's no point in having a sure. physical console because oh, this is a Xbox branded game, but I don't have a physical Xbox. Just in my TV. Yeah. So I hit the button and I download my game and it's all in the ether and there's no like actual object to it. Is There'd that a be, nightmare to you? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a nightmare, but okay. you know, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't prefer it. Uh, one of the reasons that Coleco Vision Flashback isn't hooked up anymore is because I felt that it was it was a a, a, a scar on the collection. <laughs> I was like, this isn't a real console. This is a fucking bullshit thing I bought for thirty dollars that's loaded up with. 40 okay. games. Now, the NES Classic, I realized I have the cracked NES Classic, which which has every game on it. Yeah. Uh, pretty pretty amazing, and that's something that I'm never going to unplug. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't get an SNES Classic. I have a Super Nintendo, and I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter that buying three games for this thing will cost me the same amount as buying the fucking classic (laughs) that you also can crack and put every game on. I don't want to lose out on on the novelty and the fun of like hunting and trying to find stuff for this. It 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 makes me appreciate what I'm purchasing for it. Yeah. Uh so yeah. So that's why the ColecoVision isn't hooked up. Okay, that makes sense. Now but you do have an insane amount of games available to you when you walk home into your your sort of arcade. Do you have like Netflix like freezing Mm -hmm. moments where you're just like, I know I want to do something, but I don't know what out of the hundreds of I mean between the just between the cracked classic NES in that uh, cabinet, you have yeah. hundreds. Well, I don't play the cabinet usually unless people are over. Okay. It's not something... I I, I like playing it uh, by myself, but, like, it's not as fun. Okay. It's a fun, like... It's a fun, like, event thing to do. You take you know? turns, you watch each other. Yeah, and I also, too, try to not, like, tire myself out on certain things because it's like... No, like when your friends come over, you do want to use this thing. And yeah. like, you don't want to be bored with it, you know? Because people come over and they're like, whoa, dude, that's cool. Can we fuck around with this? <laughs> yeah. And you don't want to be the guy that's like, yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> kind of bored of my awesome arcade. Game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I try to use certain things for certain times, you know? Like, I try to keep fighting games reserved for when friends come over, nice. you know, and like the NHL games and stuff like that. And, you know, like, when I'm in the mood for Nintendo, it's fun to jump into those Nintendo games. And, and when I'm not, you know, I play the Genesis games or whatever. But I don't buy, like, I don't have I don't have a ri- ridiculous amount of games. Like, I okay. I buy very specific titles for each console. Like, I'm not, a, I'm not a crazy... Like, this guy the other day at the swap was like, hey, man, if you give me 150 bucks, I'll give you every one of these Sega Saturn games. Okay. And uh, I was like, nah. I yeah. don't give a shit about this driving game. I don't care about this game. Okay. I don't need two copies of X-Men, Children of the Atom. I don't care if one of them's the import collector's edition box. Like, I, I want the stuff I want, but, like, I'm not, like, I'm not, like, obsessive about it. Right. Like, you don't want, like, a literal sort of open world of video games where it's just like, these are too many options. I just don't, I, I mean, I don't buy shit if I don't want it. Okay. <laughs> you know, there's there's a ton of games on that NES Classic where I'm like, this is dog shit. Like, I okay. don't, I will never play this game. It's terrible. Uh, and there is a part of me that's kind of bummed that I didn't just buy a regular Nintendo and slowly built a collection. Yeah. Because I would appreciate it more. But I will say the um, the save factor on the NES Classic is is very nice yeah. because those games can be 
really frustrating. You know, and you can't save on, like, the Atari, but the Atari are, like, arcade-style games for the most part, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just trying to beat your own score. But, like, you know, it is nice when you're playing a game like Mega Man 2 uh, or Castlevania. I'm playing Castlevania 3 right now. Okay. And it that actually has passwords and you can actually just save that but there are games that make you want to commit murder they're so frustrating <laughs> actually you know whip I mean? a vampire with a whip yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's nice when you can save those and not you know when you're an adult you don't have five hours to sit down and try to repeatedly beat the game yeah so nice to be able to start yeah. from where you are um i looked up some of the earliest consoles because uh, i started around the nes and i was really amused by some of the early consoles i found that i had n- no idea existed yeah uh the pingatron mm-hmm. fairfield fairchild channel f uh but the one that blew my mind was uh the bridge companion right do you, i assume that you I've, did I, you know I, so much you know about this i've i've seen some of these old consoles i don't know them i don't know which one is which by name but i've seen some of these because i didn't know they existed either i okay. thought the famicon was the first was like the original thing nintendo ever released and it's not yeah, and they also did were doing like board games and shit back in, like they've been around since like the '60s or something. Like, yeah, it's crazy how old the company is. The the one that blew my mind in particular, I wanted to ask you about. So it it was this, the BBC Bridge Companion. So uh-huh. I think it was like a product of the BBC, and it is just for teaching bridge. Yeah, and all great. of the different consoles are different kinds of bridge. Like oh, that's different, great. Uh, styles of play teaching different, you know, tactics if you're playing right. with friends. But it came out in 1985, and it cost 200 pounds. Jesus Christ. In 1985. And what was that in dollars in 1985? How was our dollar against the pound back then? You know, I have no idea. But even if it was just $200 yeah, that's in 1985 nuts. just to play bridge. I mean, that's that's what I mean about, like, a simpler time. Like, yeah. I remember my dad wanted an electronic chessboard, and that was, like, a crazy thing. <laughs> yeah. That was, like, you could play chess against the board. Yeah. And you had to move the pieces for it, but it would tell you where it wanted to move, and you had to do it. And, like, that was insane to me, you know? Like, that was so cool that yeah. you could play something by yourself. You know, like, we had the Tiger handheld things as kids. Okay. Which are terrible. In hindsight, but when you were a kid, like the fact that you could have pre-Game Boy, yeah, that you could have this portable video game that even though it sucked, yeah, was fucking incredible, man. You know, so like I'm not that surprised that the bridge thing was that much money because the idea then that you could pro I'm assuming you could play bridge on it without other people or something. Yeah. And probably without like the cards, obviously. Cause yeah, because there was no computer bridge. Yeah. There was no, like, just get the game of it, the video game of it that yeah. didn't exist, you know? So, like, um, I, I, I'm not I'm not that surprised that it was that expensive. Yeah. But, like, especially when you look back, like, I think Apple computers in 1983 were, like, $3,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like, shit like that was crazy expensive back then. I suppose it was bragging rights, too. Like, if you're, you're in England and you're other posh... Neighbors come over and you're trying to outposh them. And you're like, yes, well, our bridge is now attached to the television. Like, yeah, yeah, makes exactly. you seem real important uh, until it seems ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now you must be a an expert on controllers, or at least super fucking opinionated about controllers. So I wanted to ask you if you could have a controller where you can actually control events in your own life. Uh huh. That, like, maybe it's a kind of avatar situation where you stay at home, but there's a little Joe DeRosa going around in the world, and you get to control him. Mm-hmm. 
What controller do you want? What's the ultimate controller? Uh, I really, really like the Ninte- the original N- Nintendo controller. Okay. The two buttons with the... I mean, I really just... That's a very great controller. Yeah. It's, <laughs> just like the simple. way it sits in your hand? So it sits nicely in your hand. Uh, the 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 edges of it can get a little rough after a while. Yeah. I mean, it's just... That is, to me, that is the classic control. Like, it's like they nailed it with that thing. Yeah. You know, and there are other controllers that are great. The uh, the Sega Genesis 6-button controller is pretty fantastic. Yeah. Um, and the uh, the GameCube controllers are really nice. I really like the TurboGrafx-16 controller, but it's basically just a, mo- a mimic of the Nintendo controller. Okay. But that's probably my favorite of all time. Yeah. Uh, but, it, okay, so, so that So that I like the sense. simplicity of it. Yeah. I, and I also like this for my dumb, weird question. So if you were sitting at home, but there was an uh, avatar of you going around doing mm-hmm. your life, so you didn't have to deal really personally with things you didn't want to, mm-hmm. but you're doing it from afar, would you want that two-button set up so that your actions were limited so like you know when i'm interviewing you on a podcast you can be like i'll hit a to answer or b to storm out and get pissed off (laughs) Uh, those are my only two options yeah i guess so i don't know i mean i know it's probably not very practical like you probably need a bunch of buttons for a bunch of things but it's fascinating to me mario Um, seems to get along pretty well (laughs) he does do a lot with two buttons yeah yeah you know he gets small he Fires, uh, you know, fireballs. He rides a flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all. It's it's the, the simplicity of that controller is just. Yeah. It's it, it's it's so crazy to me how much you can do in those games with those, uh, f- you know, the the pad and two buttons. Yeah. So is it to you? Do you think it is like a bigger life perspective that you are uh, taking on now? I know you're not saying you're rejecting the present. You know, right. your Wonder Woman on the couch in ten minutes is a great example. Yeah. Uh, in less than 10 minutes, 10 seconds. Uh, but relating to the two buttons, is that a a desire for simplicity in your life? Yeah, I do. I probably like I do. Um, I like I like things to be streamlined and organized. Yeah. You know, I like to be you know, I live in a uh, loft apartment. OK, so it's kind of a big open space. And I like I like that kind of environment where it's like all of this is a puzzle it all connects together yeah and this is here and i can see it from there and i can access this from that and you know i i i am very very organized okay and, uh, you'd have to be with all your collections yeah and i like stuff in its right place yeah so you know i do enjoy a simpler thing you know like the like you know i have an iphone because i need to you know be able to answer email in a timely fashion yeah uh, and I do need to, or not need to, but I, I, it, it is helpful for me to post to social media. But you know, if I had my way, I wouldn't. You know, yeah, I would rather not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, but like those aspects of the phone are great. But now it's 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 becoming again. It's like too much now. It's yeah, like, it's like a complex video game controller. Once you have all those buttons on there, you gotta hit them. They gotta yeah, do something. Yeah, yeah. It's like my iPhone now, like, this new update, it's cool, but it's, like, there's so much shit on it. I'm yeah. just like, what is all this? Like, I don't, you know, like, I, it doesn't have to do everything. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, it doesn't need to know where you are. <laughs> yeah, like, that fidget spinner phone that just came out is stupid because it's a fidget spinner. Yeah. But I swear to God, I thought about getting it just to be, like, 
look how small it is. <laughs> it's a tiny phone, and you don't have to think. And like, yeah. it's just a little phone in your pocket. And can you text with it? Can you can you call with it? You know, yeah. like you know, is it the end of the world if I can't check emails on my phone? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna look into the fidget spinner phone for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> tiny. It's tiny. <laughs> We're going to move on to our How Obsessed Are You questions. So these are questions I ask all my guests across all the podcasts. Some of them are kind of weird. Do you think about collecting consoles every day? Yes. Yeah. Is it just... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a simple answer. <laughs> it's a simple answer. Yeah. Is it uh, that it's physically in your home or like when you're uh, traveling for stand-up and you're like on a plane... Mm -hmm. Are you thinking about like, oh man, I got my eye on that BBC Bridge Companion? <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things I do on the road, I wouldn't say it's it's collecting consoles necessarily. It's collecting for the ones I have, okay, and then keeping my eye out for anything else that's interesting, okay. So, you know, when I'm on the road, one of the things I try to do to pass time is to go media shopping, okay. Uh, and it's kind of hard to console shop when I'm on the road, but it is easy to video game shop because you can usually fit right at least a couple into your carry on or whatever. So, so yeah, I think about it pretty, pretty, pretty often. And I, you know, I watch I watch those YouTube channels I was talking about. Yeah, pr pretty much every day. I go to sleep to them a lot at okay. night. Okay. So, is that just know. for information, or is it for like a sense of community? Do you, are you starting to feel like? Like you have a personal relationship with the people hosting, like. I, I mean, I don't feel like I have a personal relationship with them, but you know, yeah, uh, that would be psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I do feel like uh, it is cool, like seeing, like watching videos that of other people that have interests that okay. are similar to yours, and um, and it is for information. Yeah, and it is entertaining. Yeah, they're entertaining. Like a lot of those guys are 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 you know it's either in entertaining because it's informative or or they're funny or yeah you know or whatever. So it's cool. like I, I do just like watching them. And then you also learn about events and things. You know, yeah. like when I went to that swap meet, you know, it was really cool. Like like some of the dealers I bought from were like, "Hey man, like I fucking appreciate that you." care about the sega saturn yeah you know Ch come check out this thing in december this is going to be an even bigger event and like they'll have some of those games you're looking for that i didn't have today Where okay it's it's cool you know yeah that's awesome yeah yeah i go to a lot of like bigger conventions and recently i went to PowerCon, which is the he-man she-ra convention oh shit and it was tiny but it had that kind of magic of like yeah. uh everybody was into the same thing that that most of the world is aware exists yeah. But it's a yeah. much smaller subset of the yeah. world who's like totally into this. Yeah, there's a big uh, there's a big game thing that happens up in uh, I think in Seattle. Okay. So I don't know. I want to try to get up there one time to check that yeah. out. But um, but yeah, man, it's 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 great. Okay. You know? Would you ever want to be a well known personality in the video game community? Since that is a possible thing now. Oh yeah, in sure. Your performer, like, would have you thought of? Starting your own YouTube channel? Uh, I I am talking to somebody now about starting a video game, a video game video podcast. Nice, like a streaming thing. Yeah, and I don't know if it'll happen or not, but um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't think I'd want to. I I the only reason I wouldn't be that interested in having my own channel is like I don't have a huge interest in making YouTube videos. Right. 
Uh, I don't really have an interest in sitting and editing these videos and capturing the footage and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, I got I got to do some acting in Grand Theft Auto Five, and nice. then the additional content and stuff, and hopefully, I get to go back to that universe again, and or get to do it in another game or something. Yeah. And like, you know, in that sense, yeah, I, I would like to. You know, I'm a big horror fan, so I have a horror movie podcast where we review Pat Walsh and I review um, uh, horror movies and, okay. and sci-fi movies and fantasy movies and stuff, and in it, that's been nice, like where sometimes we get to go to cons and and do live episodes and stuff like that. Yeah, and, you know, so that's like in that sense, yeah, sure. But yeah. I don't, I don't think I'd want to make. I'm not. I, I'm also not. These collector, like the guys that I watch, yeah. their collections are insane. Yeah, like they have like ninety. I think Metal Jesus rocks. He has. I think it's not. 90 consoles or something like wow. that and 7000 games. Wow. And, and you I, only want what you want. You don't want to collect for the sake of collecting. Yeah, I I look at video games. Well, and I think that that guy I don't think that he looks at collecting for the sake of collect. I don't think he looks at it that way. I think for him he that's what he wants. Yeah. You know, but like I'm not there that's way more video games than I'd ever be interested in because eventually you're going to get into territory that I just have zero interest in. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, do you think you could put someone through college on the money you've spent on collecting consoles and video games? No. Okay. Not even close. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's, an, it's, I guess, a slightly embarrassing amount. Yeah. But it's not anywhere near. That's what's so funny, man. Like, I posted online once, like, on Twitter, like, here are the consoles I have so far. Yeah. And some, I remember some guy on Twitter was like, Ooh, look what I have. And it's like, <laughs> dude, I'm not talking about collecting Porsches. Like, yeah. These things cost like 50 bucks a piece. Yeah. I'm 40. It's not that crazy <laughs> that I was able to amass. Yeah, this is like two hardcover books and a coffee at Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. it's like, it's not that crazy. It's, you know. Yeah. So, um, so no, no. Has the price of something held you back? Like whether, oh, yeah. whether or not you have the money versus I just, uh, I objectively don't want to have spent that much money. A hundred, a hundred percent of the time. Okay, not a hundred. That's um, that's a ex- gross exaggeration, <laughs> uh, but many times. Yeah, you know, I haven't the, the the most I ever spent on anything. Well, the cabinet was probably the most expensive thing I ever purchased in this. Can I ask how much that was? Yeah, sure. I mean, it was that was that was I think that was two thousand bucks. Okay, uh, and the guy worked with me on it. It yeah. was priced higher than that, and I was like, if I pay you cash and I pay and you. If you give it to me for two grand and yeah. I pay you cash and you waive the delivery fee, I'll buy it. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, okay. Again, it, that's not that insane. I'm not great at math, but it's got 60 games on it. And yeah, games I, cost a certain again, amount. And again, I, I don't have a kid or anything. Yeah. So there is no, like, <laughs> I have to buy my food for my child. Yeah, right. Uh, so that was the most. But, I mean, that 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 was actually a great price for something like that. Like, But the most I spent on, like... Um, you know, my Vectrex was a little more than I should have spent because it was a collectible one and it had Berserk skin on it and it was from Holland. <laughs> but it wasn't anything okay. stupid, yeah. you know? And it also looks like a little piece of art. It's nice. Like, yeah. People see it and they're like, what the fuck is that, man? Yeah. It's you know? Berserk skin, motherfucker. That's what that is. Yeah, yeah. It looks, it looks awesome. It looks awesome. Awesome. Would you ever write or have you written uh, a poem or a song about video game consoles? No. No and no. Okay. 
is it just that it doesn't cross the streams for you of like that uh i mean you you have the capability of writing lyrics i assume you're uh <laughs> that your music isn't just so, yeah, instrumental to some, to some extent yeah. yeah yeah uh no i would just have no interest okay in writing a song about it yeah now why what do what have you written songs about it's usually emotional stuff okay uh it's usually darker emotional stuff okay uh that i try to dress up in something that doesn't sound as dark and emotional. Okay. You know. So, I mean, this is terrible, but I'm going right. to go there. If something happened to one of, one of your video game consoles, like if somebody stole it and you felt horrible, would you get to a place where you'd be willing to write a song about it because it's no. about the emotions? <laughs> no, it's it's... It would suck, but I mean, it's there are yeah. bigger problems in the world. One of my favorite things to do as an interviewer is to run into a true brick wall. Where it's like, yeah, no, thanks, thanks for poking, dude, but no, no, no. no, I, no. Yeah, I just, I just, uh, yeah, I'd be yeah. like, God damn it, that fucking sucks. Well, I'd listen to a song called "God Damn It" that fucking sucks. Yeah, that's yeah. just me. No, but that's a that's a great answer. Uh, would you ever fight with a loved one at a holiday dinner if they said horrible things about video game consoles? Uh... I, it, a fight's probably too strong of a word, but I definitely would argue. Yeah, and I could probably get pat. I probably would get passionate about it. Yeah, because yeah, I think like I do get annoyed. I do get annoyed at people that scoff at it. Yeah, and people that act like I'm a child. Yeah, I have a joke in my act right now. I love my mom dearly, but I have a joke <laughs> in my act right now where I go, "My mom came over my apartment recently, and this is true. This happened, and she she saw my Super Nintendo." She goes, 40 years old with a Super Nintendo. You never grew up, did you? Yeah. And then the punchline is, really, Mom? You still believe in God. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's like, you're going to judge me? Like, yeah. Because I was kind of, like, there was a little part of me that was like, come on, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's fun. Yeah, exactly. You know? like, you're going to tell me it's childish to have a, a Super Nintendo? Like, to have something that brings you joy? Like, yes, you're right. I'm sorry our generation is entirely repressing fun and emotions yeah, and just yeah. marching to the grave. Yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> Full so. of anger instead of buying action figures and having fun. Uh, you do not have children, but nope. I'm going to ask anyway. Would you name a child after your favorite video game console? No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh... I don't believe in naming your kids after shit like that. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't name my kid after... I wouldn't name a kid after even, like, my favorite comedian or something. Okay. I don't think. I, I, I don't think I would. Yeah. You know, I, I would try to have something a little a little more personal to me. Okay. Other, a little something greater than fandom. Okay. What is... To you, what is greater than fandom? Because, I mean, we have been talking about, like, it's still fun to have these things in our lives and they have value. Sure. What is greater than fandom? Uh, well, f I don't know. That's a good question. Um, is it just like connections in the real world? I think like something that would feel a bit more spiritual or or, okay. or emotional. Yeah, fan. Not that fandom isn't emotional. Um, you know, look, I love Star Wars. Yeah, I've seen. I've defended the prequels tooth and nail. I've seen every Star Wars that I ever could. Well, I saw. I've seen every one of them in the theater on opening weekend. Yeah. Um, except for the first one, which I saw when they re-released it when I was three years old or something, or yeah. four years old. My earliest memory is the closing credits of the first Star Wars movie. Um, you know, I own pretty much every Star Wars DVD, Blu-ray release, whatever. You know, the, the, it's extremely close to my heart. Yeah. I have a Death Star tattoo from the Star Wars vector graphic video game. Nice. 
on the back of my right arm. But I would never name a kid Boba Fett or something like that. You know what I mean? Or Luke. Yeah. You know? Um, because it's like, that's just my interest. That's right. a thing that I love. And even though those movies have made me at times cry yeah. from utter joy or utter heartbreak, that's not my kid. You know what I yeah. mean? That's like my kid might hate these fucking movies. Okay. <laughs> that's know? an interesting point to me of that. You are putting your interest on another human being. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I, I guess that's that's what it boils down yeah. to. It'd be, and also, what a slap in the face to my, my dad. <laughs> if I have a son and I'm like... Yeah, I'm going to name him Lando <laughs> instead of Joe. Sorry, uh, I mean, Tim's a good name, Dad, but I'm going with Sheev. Sheev Palpatine Scrimshaw. That yeah, my yeah. my child's name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I, uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, okay. Yeah. I Now, a lot of these questions are sillier, but they are to me. They, they're getting to, like, your level of obsession, but I, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this one. But okay. if it became fashionable to wear old video game consoles as hats, would you do that? No. <laughs> never. No, I've okay. never been a dress up guy. Okay. I don't dr- I love Halloween cuz I love horror movies. Yeah. Never dr- I never dress up at Halloween. Right. I've never dressed up to go to a movie or a con or anything. Okay. Fuck that. <laughs> I'll enough. wear a t-shirt of something I like. That's about as far as it goes. All right. Here's the final how obsessed are you question. If every time you played uh, an old console video game, an Italian plumber felt a sharp pain, would you still play? those console video games no no because again it's that crossing into the real world i just think that's terrible <laughs> it is. i wouldn't want somebody else to be in pain in any way it's just just a second of sharp pain uh i would i would struggle with it okay i would struggle with that yeah. okay i would I, don't, I would like to think i wouldn't yeah but i'm a weak man would and you, you get s- a couple whiskeys in me? Who knows? <laughs> Who Those knows? plumbers are going to feel some pain. Though. Yeah, yeah. All right. Would you still, if you couldn't play them and it was mm-hmm. purely aesthetic mm-hmm. that you collected the games and you displayed them, the actual consoles, would you still collect? Yeah, no, yeah. I think I, 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 I kind of think I would at this point because, like, like I said, I could never get the intel. Like, okay, so one of the things I did was I bought two old, you know, small sort of tabletop tube televisions yeah. to try to get this uh, in television working properly. And still I couldn't, something's wrong. I, I, don't, I don't know what's wrong. I got to take it somewhere. And then and then actually the TV, well, no, the TV's both shorted out on me. Okay. They like kind of work <laughs> and then they just like burn out and they yeah. just didn't work anymore. So I turned those into like a little drink stand oh, next nice. to one of my chairs. Uh, like next to an armchair. Yeah. And like I have the Intel the Intellivision and the ColecoVision flashback in a drawer uh because they're not hooked up and I was like I should display this Intellivision somehow. Yeah. So a lot of it for me is I don't I, I, not a lot of it, but part of it for me is the decorative thing. Yeah. Like that's why I spent the extra money on the Berserker skin Vectrex. Yeah. Cuz I was like, well now it's more than just a cool thing to play games on. Now it's a little piece of art and yeah. a little piece of media history. Yeah, you know. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, I think to some extent I would. Yeah, I'd certainly at the very least have a shelf. Yeah, uh, with these things on it, you know, or have them placed around it. You know, my buddy uh, Jim, uh, he's got a recording studio in his basement, and all through his recording studio, and and through parts of his house too, that he and his wife's house, they have. Like old, she's a f- big into photography, so they have like all these old cameras yeah. everywhere, and uh, he's got all these old 
like radios and and whatever you know and it's like it's really just cool looking like yeah. old media is very beautiful to me yeah absolutely <clears throat> so i asked everyone to make a, a noise to sum up their obsession what noise would you make to sum up this obsession <laughs> with those fists pumping the fists like <laughs> like it like it's it's exciting yeah like mm-hmm. oh it's so awesome mm-hmm. that's great that's great yeah. uh, i asked people to rate their obsessions on a scale of one to seven seven being the highest just random because i like the number seven okay uh so out of uh seven nes controllers how many how many obsessed are you with NES controllers? No, I just do give it flavor. It's a rating system. So Oh, how many controllers? Yeah. I got so, you now. Sorry. Up to seven NES controllers. One to seven. Like five? Five. Okay. Four or five, somewhere in there. Okay. You know, I'm able to not break my bank with it. Yeah. But I do think about it a lot. Yeah. I was gonna go to a store before I came here today. Yeah. But I called Well, actually, okay, this is a good uh representation. I called the store, and I said, do you have any Sega Saturn games? They said, yeah, we have three. Okay. Uh, two of them were over $100, <laughs> and I was like, I'm not, yeah. sp- even if I wanted them, I'm not spending that much. Yeah. Uh, and then the third one was World of Warcraft, which I didn't give a shit about. I went to the mall where the store was before I came here because I wanted to look at elliptical machines. Okay. And I still almost went into the video game <laughs> store. You could hear it calling to you. Even though I knew there there were no Saturn games for right. me and there was nothing I needed or whatever. I still almost win it. So it's you know, it's a heavy interest. Yeah. Like I like I said, I can't go to Target without going through the D V D section. Yeah. No matter how many shelves of unwrapped Blu rays I have, which are quite a few at this point, <laughs> I, I I like to collect the stuff that I like. I, yeah. it, it brings me a lot of joy. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think you're a solid four point five because what I really appreciate is that you really like it it is a big part of your life mm-hmm. but it is you have lots of stopping points and it's not you even with like going to the store to walk through a store that you know you're not going to buy anything because you already know what's there and you know it's not for you right but you still might just like to physically be near it <laughs> yeah that's like a really it's a really nice level of obsession i think yeah looking you know looking passes the time yeah 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 so do you have anything that you want to plug uh obviously you're any social media presence anything sure. else you got going uh, follow me on Instagram, Joe DeRosa Comedy. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter if you like. I, I only post to that through Instagram now. Okay. Um, so I'm trying to get my Instagram numbers up. Podcasts. We'll see you in hell. Pat Walsh <laughs> and myself review and do commentary on many uh, horror, sci-fi, and fantasy films. And then Emotional Hangs right here on Feral. Kurt Braunholer and myself explore adult friendship. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, so I got to check that one out. That's it. And then there's a movie uh, that I was involved in called By Night. It's a horror anthology that I'm like in a bunch. And um, that, uh, I don't know, that's coming out soon. Okay. So keep your eye out. Cool. We'll look <laughs> yeah. for By Night. Here's some uh, quick plugs for this show, and then we'll do our final questions. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. You can also check out my pop culture station on Anchor, which is called Headcanon. And for info on all my upcoming shows and comedy albums and stuff, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com. And finally, you can support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you get access to our monthly patron-only bonus episode where my wife Sarah and I talk about something that we are obsessed with in the moment. For full info on that, go to patreon.com slash Scrimshaw. 
All right, here are the final questions. Don't mm-hmm. have anything to do with your obsession, but they can if you want. Okay. If you had to replace your arm with a random object, what object would you like it to be? A robotic arm. A robotic arm. You don't yeah. want to get too far from reality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that'd be great. <laughs> would yeah. you actually just, if somebody just walked in and said, like, hey, I'm giving out robotic arms, would you just want to switch to a robotic arm? No. Okay. No, but I might take one for display. <laughs> <laughs> Fits with your obsession very well. Yeah. If you were going to be commemorated on a stamp, what would you want to be doing on the stamp? Uh, stand-up comedy, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how would you want that represented? Would you want to be able to see just you, you and the audience? Would you want it to be stylized in some way? Just, I guess me with the microphone. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that is ultimately, I mean, you do all these different things. You have all these different interests. Uh-huh. But that is what you go to back is like the heart of well, your that's existence. My, yeah, that's my bread and butter. Yeah. You know? And that none, none of this other stuff would have ever happened without stand-up. So okay. that's kind of where it. It always goes back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice. The final question for everyone on the podcast is, what is happiness? Oh, I actually uh, have a def- sort of a definition of this via my friend Mike Robinson, who's a dear friend. Uh, happiness is not a peak experience, which is the best way I've ever heard it put. Yeah. It's not a peak experience. It's little by little, day by day. Right. You know, it's a process. Uh, and I try to remember that. Yeah. Yeah. You see it as a process, but also is it just, without being a peak, is it also just little moments? Like walking into a video game store and just, you don't even buy anything, but you have a it's, sense yeah, of joy. It's a maintenance of uh, appreciation to me. Okay. It's it's continually stopping to smell the roses and, and kind of take it in and... And enjoy the moments in life, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's kind of how I look at it. I think that's a great answer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Obsessed.